much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. I present to you a headline from the New York Times. How a campaign against transgender rights mobilized conservatives. Defeated on same-sex marriage, the religious right went searching for an issue that would re-energize supporters and donors. The campaign that followed has stunned political leaders across the spectrum. Yes, we went searching. Went searching for this. And just dug up every stone. Hey, I got an idea. Let's go get us some of them dead trans kids. String them up. This is the most desperate form of gaslighting one could imagine. And to the spiritually blind, it works. I'll give you some examples of this spiritual blindness. As we talk about, oddly enough, Saturday Night Live accidentally being right about the so-called cult of transgenderism. We'll talk about that with the help of TexasSuperfood.com. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And aren't they times to behold? This is a tweet from a very, very, well, let me say it this way, from a man who, through whom great evil is done. He's a Washington State representative and a certified coward. His name is Marco Lias. He writes, trans rights pose Zero threat to anyone. So why all the attacks? And he goes and points to this New York Times article. New York Times reports it's a coordinated strategy to mobilize conservative voters and raise money for extremist organizations. Yes, that's right. Um, We've just been searching for this. And it has nothing to do with the fact that pharma pushes it, the media pushes it, Hollywood pushes it, schools push it. Fallen churches push it. The World Health Organization pushes it. The CDC pushes it. The FDA pushes it. The Army pushes it. The Pentagon pushes it. The State Department pushes it. The separate states of Washington, California, Illinois, Oregon push it. And many, many others. Nothing to do with that. It's just us. Just searching for something to fight against. I hate to say this because I don't like repeating shows. We just talked about this on Monday. But I'll mention this, and then I'll respond to Marcos, to whom I've already responded on Twitter. Prior to the big sellout in 2015 to the transgender cult uh, that was allowed by three feckless, cowardly Republicans in the separate country of Washington named Joe Fain, Andy Hill, and for the life of me, I can't remember the third guy. One of them sadly died, incidentally. I do mean that. His young man, I don't wish death on any of these people. When they sold out and let naked men soap themselves up next to girls and women in the showers, that was the sellout. That's, that, that was it. The sexual left knew they could own the separate country of Washington. And what did they do? It's a Maoist approach. This is a Maoist cultural revolution. They used the cities as Maoist villages. Well, prior to that, during the Oberfeld decision, that uh, we're in the, the very honest and, and august Supreme Court of the United States of America discovered 
in the Constitution the right to force people to violate their religious conscience, which is in defense of a lot of the justices actually exactly what they warned about. Honestly, in defense of the, of the, of the constitutionalists on the, on, the, on the court at the time, they said that this has nothing to do with marriage. That they were right. It doesn't. It was about force. And they said, here's what's going to happen. This is going to be used to force people to participate in these ceremonies. And it is. At the time of that decision, when it came out, I was in the offices of the Washington State Republican Party days, or maybe even the day it came out or the day after. I was right there. And the chairman of the Washington State Republican Party, who incidentally is a good man, he's a godly man, uh, and he has righted himself on these issues. Not a, not a cowardly bone in his body. Not. Not. Uh, he said to me, I, uh, you know what? I'm glad this happened. I'm glad they got what they wanted. Because now there's nothing else for them to ask for. They've got marriage. And I laughed. I feel guilty. I laughed in the man's face. And I said, I'm really sorry. That was horribly rude. I, I really, really apologize. Um, this has nothing to do with marriage. They're not going to stop. They're just going to go on to the next thing. At that time, back then, I didn't know they were going to choose gender confusion, gender rebellion, gender defiance, gender denial. I didn't know that. I just knew that they weren't done because this has nothing to do with marriage. Had nothing. This has little to do with gender. I know that sounds odd since it's all around gender. has little to do with it. What it has to do with is many, many things. Top of the list is money. I've mentioned before that it was Madison Avenue who invented the teenager. Why? Money. When Madison Avenue went in search of new money for their clients... They did some research and determined that, wow, in the United States of America in the 50s, teens have disposable income. Times were good. Families were functional. Teens worked. But they weren't called teens. They were called kids. You weren't a teenager. You were a kid until you were an adult. Some people might have said the word adolescent. Madison Avenue invented the word teenager, starting at 13. Then they defined what a teenager is. A teenager hates authority. A teenager is rebellious. Some of those things are true characteristically of us at teen, at that age, in those ages, the teen ages. Then they started to build products around that. And they started to accentuate these things and exaggerate these things. Yet James Dean, you know, rebel without a cause, was built up to help sell products like cigarettes that expressed the hatred or the defiance of authority. You know, hair products. So you could fashion your hair after a way that your parents hated. Clothes you could buy that made parents uneasy. Music you could purchase that made parents uneasy. From that movement came some of my favorite music and favorite bands, and I definitely bought into that. So did you, perhaps, when you were a teen. And they invented a whole new category of spending and spenders. So they've done the same thing with gender. They don't care that this harms kids. They don't care that it destroys their IQs, the puberty blockers. They don't care about the follow-on surgeries. They don't care about the pain. That's all fine with them. Then there are the medical types. Well, so they get that money straight out. Pharma, surgeries, etc. Look at what Madison Avenue is going to get. A whole new category to advertise to, to build clothes for. They create packers for little kids. You know what that is? That is underwear for little girls. And I'm talking about three and four-year-old girls so they can pretend to have penises. So there's that. There's the political power. There's the scientific power that they want to trans these kids. It is the biggest, most pronounced confluence of evil I've ever seen. And we're not the first group of people to go through something like this. Technically, yes, in terms of technology. 
But we saw this all in Babylon. We are people who prepare, right? We see what's coming and it's wisdom to prepare. God tells us that the wise see a storm coming and the wise prepare. We build our houses on solid rock foundation. Make sure that you in your home have built on a solid foundation and being able to handle the worst that comes your way. Get to fourpatriots.com slash Todd. Check out what they've done with the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. This now has 12 AC outlets, two USB 2 connections, which charge devices twice as fast. It has two times the peak power of the other solar generators, and it's still a bug out kit dream. You can pick this thing up and take it with you in a, you know, maybe a minute's notice, not even that, 30 seconds. But here's what they've done now. 4patriots.com slash Todd will give you the solar panels for free so you can run medical devices, refrigerators, freezers, etc. in your home, your computers. And if God forbid you have to bug out, you take it with you. Even if it's just because there's a flood or something like that, you'll want power with you. Go to 4patriots.com slash Todd. Remember, you get free shipping on orders over 97 bucks. Plus, you get peace of mind and the ability to help a neighbor because we all want to be able to do that. 4patriots.com slash Todd. So I wrote back <clears throat> to this Marco Lias and said to his tweet contending that so-called trans rights don't harm anybody. I wrote back and said, yeah, well, go ask the women who are raped by men in prison. Go ask the girls who've lost their athletic scholarships and their medals. Go ask the parents who've lost their kids to this cult. Go ask the girls who are now women who cry every day because they can't have babies because they've destroyed their bodies, or if they have had babies, they will never enjoy breastfeeding them, who don't know how their messed up bodies with all this in, in, incredible level of testosterone, how it's going to affect their kids because studies have never been done. Oregon has outlawed performance studies for wrong sex hormones, surgery to these kids, outlawed them. You, can't, you don't track the process. They say it's a privacy issue. Ask them. Ask the boys who are now men and there's countless numbers of them who do not like their fake vagina because it is nothing more than a wound lined with intestinal tissue, which is infected regularly. Requires not just constant use of antibiotics, but constant follow-up surgeries. You're right. It harms no one, Marco. From NBC News, motive in Nashville shooting remains unclear. A week after six people were killed at a Christian school, fascinatingly enough, NBC News calls the killer a woman. They misgendered her. She was a man, you guys. There's been another series or another just horrific attack. We'll get to that because, of course, trans rights harms no one shooting men up with estrogen and then letting them loose in society harms no one. So imagine my surprise and my shock when I came across a clip from Saturday Night Live, which is, of course, predictably, absolutely, it's devoid of humor. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> the opposite of humor is what? I mean, it's, no, the opposite of humor is no humor. Drama is not the opposite of humor. It's a cousin to humor. This is the absence of humor, and yet they fall backwards into the truth. And it is why I just beg you to not use the word transgender. You know, I was looking at a tweet from my friend and former colleague, Jason Rantz, who's trying his best to, to fight this kidnapping bill in the separate country of Washington, just like the one in the separate country of California, which is designed to kidnap kids who have be made, been made gender rebellious, gender defiant, gender denying. And Jason, I mean, he's bringing a lot of heat to this. And then he uses the word transgender. And he loses the argument. The second you use that word, you lose that word, you have lost the argument. So here's this Saturday Night Live bit, and they fall accidentally into explaining this fact for far too long and I'm starting to feel like a freaking Republican lawmaker. Hello! So she is very funny, of course, pretending uh, that she's tr uh, transitioned or something. Super funny. It's so funny. That's an awesome transition. So as of this week, <laughs> there are now over 14 states that have passed bills restricting health care for trans kids. Listen to that, Michael. Yeah. Restricting health care for kids. For some reason, there's something about the word trans that makes people forget the word kids. There it is. 
there's something about the word trans. Yeah, it's the word of a cult. It's that word that sent Caleb Heimlich, the hapless, hapless, so-called chairman of the Republican Party in the separate country of Washington to duck his head and hide under his desk for the past eight years until the kidnapping bill and his predecessor hiding under her bed, Susan Hutchinson. That word. We'll let the peace continue. It's the same word that sends Republicans in Capitol Hill hiding. Well, they'll talk about biological men in sports, which is better than saying trans. But they won't say so-called or this made-up word. They will not go to the heart of the argument and, sh- and, and destroy this at the heart of the argument. When the word transgender leaves your mouth without saying so-called or self-defined, the second that word leaves your mouth, you lose the argument. If you don't care about trans kids' lives, it means you don't care about freaking kids' lives. This is so funny. It's like a, it's just a laugh fest. I can, uh, I can tell you're really upset about that. I am. And also, my legs are going numb and I might pass out. Oh, how, how long are you hanging up there? Longer than I would have liked. Uh, I tried to call. <laughs> She's right. When you make up a word, you get to make up the meaning. When you make up the meaning, you get to decide to whom it applies. This word is focus grouped and built to morph. See, the problem with transsexual was it meant something. The people who pushed this perversion onto kids, and it is a perversion. They knew what they were doing and they discussed it. We need to go beyond transsexual. We need to be able to bring people into this group who've not had surgery, who may never have surgery. It's not about just medicine. It's not just about hooking kids on pharma. That's a great benefit for pharma. And for the medical industrial complex, it's about breaking society apart. It's about destroying the family. It's about destroying respect for the body. It's about attacks on God. At the core of this is an attack on God. And its ungodly results are clear. The GOP, and we'll get to those. The national GOP, I know this is going to stun you, has backed off its, uh, what are being described, its attacks. GOP quietly backs off attacking Bud Light, its major donor. This comes from the Daily Beast, a publication unfriendly to not just Republicans, but God. The National Republican Congressional Committee quietly deleted a fundraising page Saturday that took aim at one of their largest donors, the parent company of Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch. The NRCC's backpedal follows conservatives calling for a boycott of the beer company after they partnered with, and here's the word, transgender TikTok personality Dylan Mulvaney. On Saturday morning, the powerful committee that provides support to Republican congressional campaigns blasted out a tweet. I love the subtlety. Targeted, blasted out, attacked. On Saturday morning, the powerful committee that provides support to Republican congressional campaigns blasted out a tweet calling for supporters to donate to the NRCC and in exchange be given a custom drink koozie. Thanks to Dylan Mulvaney, we can all finally admit that Bud Light tastes like water. The NRCC said in a since-deleted tweet, the Daily Beast reviewed and can be seen below. With our koozie, with our new koozies, you can make sure no one confuses Bud Light with beer again. Limited edition design. 
Shortly after it was posted around 9.30 a.m., the tweet was taken down. Later on Saturday afternoon, the corresponding page was also nixed. Right, because Anheuser-Busch called and said, take it down. There are no principles at the NRCC. There's no, 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 hear me on this, please. There are no principles at the NRCC. They elect Republicans. They are a professional Republican electing organization. So what is a Republican? They Republican. Wait, that's, that's circular. You're telling me a Republican is described by taking the noun and turning it into a verb? Yes. To be a Republican, you go and Republican. What does that mean? We defined it. We get to name it. It changes every day. Sometimes Republican means that you are against foreign engagements in wars. Sometimes it means you're for it, depending on who's paying. Usually it means you're for it. Just like the word transgender, they made it up. Now, I understand that the word Republican has an actual meaning. I know it means a Republican form of government. I understand that. I also understand what the Republican Party's done to it. Now, it's different with the word trans. I want to know why? Because people think it's a medical word. People think there is such a thing as a child being born transgender. That it's in their genes or in their brain. That it's something organic. That it happened to them. Well, truly, there are people who are born with an aversion to their own bodies. Just like there are people who are born who think they're too fat, even when they're skinny. It is an opinion of oneself. It is not medical. There's nothing organic. You can't do a brain scan and say, this little girl is going to have an eating disorder. You can't do a blood test and come up with that. You can do a blood test and say she has an eating disorder. But you can't organically look. There's no, you can't go do an MRI or a C-scan or C-scan. You can't go do that. There's no x-rays or CAT scan. You can't do that. It's an opinion of oneself, full stop. But when you use the word transgender, you are giving scientific credence, medical credence to a condition that does not exist because transgender means to the activist born in the wrong body. It has never happened. And the evil that's being done, just, just breathtaking. I'll give you some examples of recent evil. James O'Keefe got in touch with the woman I had on our show two weeks ago, Linda Wow. Linda told you about rapists, male rapists in prisons in with women in the separate country of Washington. She described that for us on our show. Well, James O'Keefe got in touch with her. James O'Keefe went and talked to Dylan Mulvaney about what Linda said. And we'll get to that. I had a discussion. I've been having an ongoing series of discussions uh, with the gentleman, one of the gentlemen who founded Soda Weight Loss. And he's a doctor from way back and the sort of doctor who really listened to patients. He became very, very frustrated. And his frustration was that people continued to come in and ask him, hey, um, how, do we, how do I lose fat? And how do I lose weight? And they kept saying, well, it's, it's, it's not what we do. You know, so maybe there's someone really good at it. But he got tired of hearing just constantly from people saying, I, I can't get anything else to work. And they looked into how the weight loss dance was going. And they were astonished at how poorly it was being done. In fact, some of their analysis was, if you wanted people to not have success at this, to continue to come back all the time, this is how you would do it. So they looked into what would work. And they created a program and a protocol that I know to work. Okay, I know it because you're looking, well, you're not looking, but you're listening to someone who lost 150 pounds of fat because I engaged help. And now it's more like 180 pounds with my decision recently I've told you about to drop more fat. So this is a note 
one of the doctors who founded Soda shared with me a review. I know this person. This person emailed me. Lori from Dallas. In fact, I read her email to you. She also went to the Soda website. She writes, in nine months, I've lost 90 pounds, three exclamation points. I've tried everything, and I mean everything except surgery, three exclamation points, all caps. Nothing, she writes, compares to soda. The food, the counselors, the care of soda for my health was unbelievable. I feel 110% better. I was on six medications, and one was for type 2 diabetes. I'm now on zero medications. My AIC is 5.2. I haven't felt this good since I was in high school, and I'm 58 years old. I thank God for Soda and Todd Herman for bringing this program into my life. Thank you, Soda. Three exclamation points, three hearts. And three hearts is a big deal. I know a lot of people have had the same results. You can too. Just go to sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com, and just view it as a way. It's an insurance plan to make sure Big Pharma never gets a hold of you. SodaWeightLoss.com. Soda stands for state of the art. So we've got the uh, New York Times pretending that uh, Republicans and conservatives simply invented the the issue of so-called transgenderism and kids being conned into this and the harm it's doing to society. We just invented it, just blowing it out of proportion just for fun. Here's James O'Keefe. And James got in touch with a lady we had on a couple weeks ago named Linda Wow. That's not a real name, but she calls herself Linda Wow. That's all her, all her friends know her that way. And she gave him some footage of one of her friends, clients. She's, a, uh, she's an evangelist and a chaplain. And she teaches and keeps in touch with some of these women as they're in prison, talking about men in their prisons, women's prisons. And James O'Keefe decided to take this on the road. And he went, and he writes, James O'Keefe questions Bud Light's Dylan Mulvaney on the OMG jailhouse footage showing women inmates testifying and being housed with male rapists claiming to be transgender. See what he did there? Claiming to be. I'm James O'Keefe with OMG News outside the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills. Dylan Mulvaney is inside the women's restroom right now, so I'm going to ask him for comment about our story regarding women being raped in prison by men claiming to be transgender. Here we go. Dylan, this is James O'Keefe, OMG. Women are being raped in a prison in Washington state by men claiming to be transgender. There's footage of them talking about the rape. Do you have a comment on the story here uh, of the women being raped by the men claiming to be transgender? James O'Keefe, OMG News. do you, what do you think about the women Dylan who are being Davis raped parents. by the men who are transgender? Running away. Comment about that? Please don't come in the elevator. Oh, um, what do you think about, what is your comment to the women who are being raped by men claiming to be transgender, Dylan? So the uh, so we're here with Dylan trying to keep uh, here. Uh, haven't had much Bud Light recently, but we're very interested in the women's prison. Dylan? Okay. She did go into the... Why did you say she? James, you just lost. James O'Keefe just lost. He just surrendered. He, she went into the women's restroom. What the hell are you doing? This is a women's bathroom. Trying to show them the footage. So James caught himself. And sometimes it's hard. But when you use the language of the enemy, you aid the enemy. And we have this pattern. You have Byron York pointing out now, all this time has gone by since the Nashville shooting, where a young woman who has had profound, profound mental illness and was suffering a psychotic break with reality so bad that she had convinced herself she was a man. And the rest of society said, yes, you're exactly right. Everyone else is crazy. You're right. And they're literally, literally killing you when they don't say, when they don't use your pronoun. They're literally killing you. Byron York points this out. Nashville Nashville mass killer Audrey Hale left behind cell phone and laptops as well as a suicide note. Three folders and 19 journals. Instead of hinting that the motive remains unclear, why don't police just release the evidence? 
And this is the NBC piece. Motive in Nashville shooting remains unclear. Week after six people, weeks after six people were killed at a Christian school, authorities believe the shooter might hold resentment toward her former school, but they've not provided any details to publicly back up that theory. There they are with the she-word. Why the she-word? Because they're pretending there is never a claim of so-called transgenderism. Because the word is magic. It must keep its magic sheen. Among the items taken from the killer. One of them, one of them has been redacted. Why would one of them be redacted? Why would it not be our business to know what the killer had? Now, that's weeks ago. There's this. And the pattern, by the way, isn't, isn't this. It isn't that abuse of so-called trans people, a condition that does not exist, is so bad that they're responding with these violent plans and activities. That's not the fact. The fact is they're the single most powerful so-called minority group in the world. They're the only group allowed to steal openly from women. They're the only group allowed to impersonate others on a daily basis. They're the only group allowed to force you, even after you rape them, If you're a man pretending to be a woman and you rape an actual woman in the UK and you go to trial, if during the trial, the woman you raped calls you a man or even refers to your penis, the victim is in trouble. The most powerful group in the world. It's not that they're abused into acting this way. It's that this is a mental illness and the magic word trans that so terrifies Republicans. That so terrifies the people like Mitch McConnell or way, way, way down the scale, Caleb Heimlich, the impotent chair of the Republican Party in the separate country of Washington or terrified his predecessors because it contains the idea of sexuality. It's magic in that way as well. So a couple more instances of where this mental illness has resulted in plans to kill and then an attack. And listen to the way I want you to hear how a leftist sexual a leftist magazine it's an old term website how it approaches this specific attack this is from lgb lgb so called tq nation so listen to how they cast this and describe this we'll get to the uh, a teacher who was fired but There's that magic word. That magic word. You know, our friend Zach Abraham says something very, very wise about conditions like this. Societal conditions. He says, show me a nation's morality and I'll show you the economic state of the nation. We've had discussions about this. Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management, comes on our show every Friday. And he made that statement. You show me the morality of a country and I'll show you their economics. We are really, really right now behaving as an end state republic with all of the anything goes where anything is allowed, nothing is forbidden. And of course, that extends into finance. Where anything is allowed, nothing is forbidden. So the U.S. Treasury decides, well, you know what? BlackRock told us. And look, we all really just work for BlackRock. It's a revolving door. BlackRock told us to find an excuse to um, invent, to have the Fed invent some money, and then we'll hand it out to big companies, $360 billion. Yeah, we know it's illegal, but so what? No one's going to do anything to us. So they did that twice, blatantly illegal. 
And those mobbed up companies took that conjured money and bought real assets like land and oil, like buildings. So now they actually own real things based upon conjured money. So you see how that makes sense. Zach says, show me the morality of a country. I'll show you its economic state. So now more than ever, particularly if you're close to what you think is going to be retirement, you want to make sure it's retirement, right? So the closer you are to that date, the more risk you have. And Boer Capital Management is all about risk management. That is their animating principle, risk management. Call 866-779-RISK and ask the team at Boer Capital Management to arrange a date for Zach Abraham to look through your portfolio and see if it's set up to survive this chaos economy. They will describe to you how active management of portfolio can reduce risk. Okay, it's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Lower Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Remember that, uh, that statement from Marco Lias, the, um, incredibly, uh, the man who, to whom incredible evil is done. Um, that guy is as, 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 as just evidently absolutely captured by Satan, just utterly captured. And for that reason, we have to pray for him. I know that's very frustrating. Well, I don't know that because maybe it's not for you. It's frustrating for me to have to pray for him. But then again, <laughs> there but the grace of God. And we all have sin problems. Not all of us are servants of Satan. He appears to be a teacher. And here we go with, uh, with, with PJ Media losing the argument. Florida transgender teacher Alexander Renzowski, who prefers to be called Ashley, was fired from his teaching gig at Fox Chapel Middle School in Springs Hills, um, Florida, after stating he wanted to shoot some people. Here's what happens in the heads of people who buy into the idea that there's such a thing as being transgender. They read that word and they go, oh, well, of course, he's under assault. Right here, you just, you, you just misgendered him. You're literally disappearing him. To the meat of the story, Hernando School Superintendent John Stratton sent a letter to parents letting them know that due to details not previously known, Renzkowski would be removed from all student contact pending the outcome of the district review. No date has been determined for a return to duty. What that means, of course, is he's going to continue to be paid. An incident report states that Mr. Renzowski was upset after he learned about a social media post where people were talking negatively about her, SIC, sexual orientation. Meaning, of course, he's, he's a man. Renzowski also told the counselor he had suicidal thoughts. He also mentioned he had three handguns back home and wanted to shoot some students due to them performing poor, not performing up to their ability. Naturally, parents were upset to hear Mr. Renzowski's comments. Anybody that makes a comment like that should not be working in a school. Mike Martini, father of a student at Fox Chapel, said if a student made that comment, they'd be charged, there'd be charges pressed. The child would be expelled. Moms for Liberty obtained an incident report detailing how an assistant principal approached Renzowski after hearing about his alarming statements about guns and wanting to shoot students. Renzowski told the assistant principal he was having bad thoughts. Yes, he was. He shouldn't have been in a school. People who are having a lifelong psychotic break cannot be allowed around kids. If you said this the right way and you're in the interview process, hey, there's this big dude named Ranchowski and he's pretending to be a girl and he wants to work here. Should we hire him to work around kids? No. Well, he's transgender. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, hold on. Trans women are women, bud. Trans women are women, bud. Get that right. Trans women are women. So, heck yeah. Diversity is our strength. There's this. With these trans rights that are no threat to anybody. And I'm taking this purposely from LGB so-called T, Q Nation. Here's their headline. Trans woman attacked three strangers with an axe after being shamed by her date. Before the attack, she wrote her transphobic date. One day I'm going to kill a lot of people for hating something so innocent. 
A trans woman in Sydney, Australia, named Evie Amati, has received a nine-year prison sentence after attacking three strangers with an axe in and near a 7-Eleven convenience store. Amati repeatedly or reportedly attacked the men after a Tinder date in January 2017. She said her date shamed her for being a trans woman. She So she subsequently ingested alcohol and drugs before messaging her date. One day, I'm going to kill a lot of people for hating something so innocent. An hour later, she carried out the attack. Security camera footage shows her walking into a 7-Eleven with an axe and then attacking three people, two men and a woman. Gay Star News recounts Amati's attack. The first victim, Ben Rimmer, suffered a fractured nasal bone, eye socket, and cheekbones. He bled profusely onto the petrol station shop's carpeted floor. Sharon Hacker, struck in the back of the neck, had the potential of fatal flow softened by her thick dreadlocks. Amati left the scene afterwards. She, she, chased down and attempted to strike a man, Shane Redwood, twice. He used his backpack to block the strike. Amati received a nine-year sentence with possible release in four and a half years. She got this sentence despite the maximum sentence being somewhere between 75 and 20 years. The judge said Amati could have received five and seven years in prison for each of the assaults. Amati's lawyers told, uh, says her sentence was handed down in light of special circumstances, though mental illness wasn't one of them. These circumstances included expressing genuine remorse for her actions. She called them catastrophic. The fact that she didn't kill or permanently disable anyone. And the fact that she has since enrolled in a lengthy addiction program. It wasn't mental illness. Here's what I read. A man who is deeply mentally ill living in a lifelong psychotic break with reality, aided along in this psychotic break by people like Marco Lias and Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden and Caleb Heimlich, went on a date with a man on Tinder. The attempted killer probably succeeded in fooling the man on Tinder by having photo filters and special lighting and having practice and practice and practice to pretend to be a woman. I'm reading into this, but on Tinder, swipe left, swipe right, all it is is a place to have sex or to arrange sex, I should say. Probably this man showed up and said, hey, you're a dude. So the special circumstances absolutely have to do with the fact that there's the magic word, which is why we do not use the word. Or at least I don't. Now, I mentioned the fact that this is the most powerful group of people in the world right now. The most powerful minority for non-economic reasons. World Economic Forum is most powerful. I want you to hear what's going on in U.S. Navy briefings. You know, the biology of human beings is pretty easy to track. Pretty easy to track. Has been forever. God designed us so that we can read into it and use the intelligence he gives us to understand how we work. Likewise, with the animals that we steward. So naturopathic MD, Dr. Dennis Black, former uh, Army Ranger, former, uh, gosh, he was a Green Beret too, and a helicopter pilot. Yeah, he is the guy who invented Texas Superfood. You're right. After he invented Texas Superfood, Dr. Black started to get asked by dog owners, is there anything you can do for my dogs? We want our dogs to have long, good, healthy, comfortable lives. We don't want them to stink because that's gross. We don't want their gums to be terrible because that's bad for them and can lead to ill health. In fact, infected gums can lead to heart attacks and heart disease. We want their coats to be healthy because they don't want, we don't want them scratching all the time because that can be annoying and so much for them as well. We want them to feel mentally happy. Okay, so we can't do that with dog food. We could do that with care and play and enrichment activities, they call it. But dog food is dead food. That dry dog food, the cells are dead. And the meat, the canned food, that's better, right? Particularly if it's very, very well canned and immediately, immediately stored. Rough greens is not dog food. It's a supplement. It puts back into the food your dog eats, that which the process has taken from them. And that is the live nutrition they need to have full nutrition. And so committed is Dr. Dennis Black, 
to having you try this product that they will give you a free trial bag of the products. All you need to do is go to roughgreens.com slash Todd. That's roughgreens.com slash Todd. They'll send you the product for free. You just cover the, hand, the, the shipping. Remember, it's R-U-F-F greens, like a dog saying rough. That's rough, rough, rough greens.com slash Todd. Or there's a new phone number. If you want to just complete the process now, simply call them at 877-MY-DOG-64. That's 877-MY-DOG-64. Roughgreens.com slash Todd or 877-MY-DOG-64. When you take a population, a very small population of people with a robust and profound and painful mental illness, and you make it bigger, and then you give them the exact hormone that would make it worse in, in, in multiples, 2,000 times the amount that would normally be in your body, testosterone in women, estrogen in men, you make the situation worse. When you tell them the rest of the world is wrong and they're right, it makes it then even worse. When you have people like Marco Leas and others pretending there's a holocaust against them, it makes it even that much worse. When you model to them that they own the world by letting them pretend Well, it makes them the most powerful group of people in the world. This is a briefing from Nicole Benson, a Navy nurse practitioner, LCDR. And she's presenting to a group of Naval members. She's talking about Navy medicine. And of course, because it always must, the topic of transgenderism comes up. So-called transgenderism, the magic word. And what the Navy wants people to be doing with their kids. And a gentleman in the audience is taking video and he's not convinced somehow. He's not sold. Only online. Correct. So if a parent wants to come in and find out what's going on with their children's quote unquote care, they have full access to those medical records and the providers can't hide any of that or keep these conversations secret from the parents. If they come in. And I would also, I would definitely recommend. So and when they come in for any of these concerns and their parents don't know, I encourage them. I build that rapport and I encourage them to talk to their parents. Because then, think about So it. what they don't know about, have you guessed? They're little girls pretending to be a boy and seeking wrong sex hormones and surgery. They're little boys pretending to be a girl and seeking wrong sex hormones and wrong sex surgery. It's being hidden from them. And she's encouraging the kids to talk to the parents, but not just simply calling the parents. This is your Navy, your tax dollars. If they have that trust that provider, and then you're coming in and getting their medical records, you're breaking that trust. You're not building... Do you hear this woman's concern? Her concern is the parents not break that trust with the medical provider. That trust with that child. So the only issue I have with that, they're a minor child. They're not of consenting age, correct? So if we're sitting there, I'm... I'm, They can't can't hear you. So I don't understand how, like, because I I have a 17-year-old and almost 12-year-old, and I have been never been notified of this policy until I just heard about it the other day. And personally, I think it's absolutely abhorrent that medical professionals will keep that kind of information from parents especially if there's like, you know, some kind of pregnancy or especially some kind of STI or anything like that. And especially when it comes to gender, there's so many things that are poisoning our kids' minds on social media when it comes to this gender ideology. And then medical professionals are now no longer required to disclose that kind of information to parents. I think is absolutely important, disgusting. As a parent, if someone kept that kind of information from me, and I don't know if you can tell, but I am shaking right now because I am furious that you would sit there and think that it's okay to hide that kind of information from a parent, a minor child. Because I'll tell you what, that is absolutely important to me. And if I ever find out that my child is going through this issue and I wasn't notified, I will go after every single person's medical license that had anything to do with my child. Because Good luck. You won't get anywhere. No, brother, I hear you. You won't get anywhere. 
They lose their license for not doing this. Dear God in heaven, people are still waking up from eight years ago when the Republican Party sold out originally. This all, all, all began globally, all top down. Thomas Reuters Foundation, I've talked about that endlessly. The Children's Hospital creeps, absolute disgusting money-making whores. The media, we know about this, academia, you know, it's the party. When they decided to kick this off for good and make it official that naked men are women if they just say so, they did it in the separate country of Washington and there to help was the hapless and impotent Republican Party who hid because of the magic word trans. And this man, God bless him for speaking up. But sir, I'm telling you, the game is so rigged, doctors and nurses lose their licenses for not affirming. I will, I will do anything to keep my children safe. So I think it's absolutely disgusting. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. Thank you for your opinion. Wow, a smattering of applause. Thank you for your opinion. That's where we've gotten. That's where we've gotten. And it came when three cowards in the separate country of Washington let this all go for eight years. Well, not to mention across the country, as people use that word, if you see a conservative using the word transgender without the phrase so-called or self-identified, that person does not understand warfare. That person does not understand rhetorical warfare. That person does not understand every time that word leaves their mouth, they have lost the battle or their keyboard. So let us be the people who will not use that word. We can say gender rebellious, gender defiant, gender deniers. But if we do not want this cult to take and ruin more lives, we cannot give respect to that word. Marco Leo says trans rights, so-called trans rights, pose zero threat to anyone. So why all the attacks? The opposite is true. The giving rights to people to force their mental illness upon others is a threat to everyone. That's why all the attacks, Marco. Dear God in heaven, there are people who think that the spirit that's existed in Babylon went away. That spirit is still here. Thank you for giving us the full armor that you offer us that we could put on and wear and therefore be protected. Thank you for the light of Christ. Thank you for your word. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and please do put on the full armor of God. Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fighting's John Andrasik has an answer. Talk to some managers and folks, and, and I have, and you know, there's certain iconic artists that in other times would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they'd say, well, you know, they're scared. They're scared for their families. They're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on the Hollywood in Toto podcast, The Right Take on Entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.